I'm Jimmy James. I'm Carl Knapp. Carl is a practicing attorney in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. We're longtime friends, and once a week we get together to talk about divorce, child support, custody, criminal law, and much more. So come hang out, because this is Just Lawing Around. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Just Long Around podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a new, I guess, what is it, a rule, I guess? I'm, I, a new thing that was implemented in specifically California that police can no longer ask you at a traffic stop, which I think is interesting. And I think it should be across all 50 states. That's just my opinion. Uh, I don't know, Carl, I don't know what your opinion is on this, but you brought it to me. But basically the police, when they pull you over, they can no longer ask you, do you know why you're being stopped? That question, they cannot ask you that question anymore. And there's a lot of reasons for it. There's a lot of speculation as to why me and Carl are going to kind of go over a couple of the reasons why. Uh, and I'm curious to see where this goes. Carl, you came across this article today. You sent it to me. What was your first thoughts when you originally read this? Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of interesting. And just, just to remind mind the listeners, it is a California law. It's a new law. It goes into effect. I think it started in January of this year. And I haven't read the whole, the whole statute, but basically we've probably all been stopped at one point or another by the police and the cop walks up to the window and he says, uh, Hey, do you know why I pulled you over this law in California? And I know I will talk about your position. (laughs) (laughs) I think I already know what your position is. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to jump on you about that. (laughs) (laughs) But this, yeah, this is going to be a new thing. I, I guess my first thought is I didn't get the point to it. And and you you seem to think it was a good idea. To me, if a cop pulls me over and says, "Sir, do you know why I pulled you over?" My answer is probably going to be, "No, I have no idea." Yes, but you're uh, you're an educated, say- informed person <laughs> who understands the repercussions of not doing that. I, and I don't even know that I would do. I don't even know just because I'm a lawyer. Maybe maybe it is because I'm a lawyer. But you're driving down the road, cops, you've been pulled over by cops. Sometimes, most of the time, I don't. I would think you may not know what it is. I, you know, sometimes, yeah, you're going down the turnpike at 90 miles an hour and you see the state trooper sitting on the side of the road and you blow by him and you're like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> you see him pull off the side and he, he, he lights you up. Okay. I still would probably say, I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. Most people, look, a lot of people, they get nervous around the cops. A lot of people, I mean, look, today, I think times are kind of changing with like the internet and TikToks and all that. And I think people are getting ballsier with cops, but most people, I think they're going to, they're going to respond naturally in a conversation rather than defensively. And, and, And when I say defensively, I don't mean arrogantly, but like in a protective manner to your rights. I think most people are going to say, do you know why you're stopped? Oh, is it because I was speeding or, oh, it was a stop sign. I know I saw the stop sign. You know what I mean? And they're going to try and plead their case right there and try and get out of it. And that could, that could be, my my thought is even if that's why, if a cop stops me and I go, oh, well, yeah, I was speeding or I, I guess I was speeding officer. Does that really is that harmful to me in any way? Is that an admission? I think it's an admission, especially with all the body cam footages that are on now. I mean, as soon as he takes that to the, to the judge and shows the judge, oh, look, they admitted that they were speeding, you know, and I don't know the repercussions for later down the line, whether they get found with something else, if there is other stuff in the car, you know, is that admittance enough probable cause for them to, to move forward? I mean, it, all they have to do is establish probable cause for the stop and then, they can pretty much do whatever they want, right? Well, they yeah. A lot of times, the stop is just just that a stop so they can start talking to the people, and then the people are nervous, or they're looking in the car and they see something in the car. They see drugs, or they see a gun, or they see something. And now, since they had probable cause to pull you over, the the traffic violation. Now you're right; things can kind of go south from there. Right. So my question to you is, as a lawyer, if I came to you and said, look, I got pulled over. The cop came to the window and said, do you know why I'm stopping you? And I said, uh, yeah, because I, I was speeding or I didn't use a blinker. Right. 
And then the cop then is looking around in my car through, you know, the plain view doctrine. He's just looking around, seeing what he can see. And he sees some drugs or paraphernalia or something. Uh, and then he he then has probable cause to search the car, searches the car, turns up a whole bunch more drugs. And I go to jail for that. If I came to you and told you that story and the first thing I told you was, yeah, when he pulled me over, I said I ran the stop sign. Is that going to make a difference if I were to say, yeah, he pulled me over and I didn't say anything to him? I just gave him my license. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I, it will. And, and my thought is, I don't think it changes anything because we've talked before. I think we've talked before on some of these podcasts about about the burden of proof and and corpus delecti, which is you know fancy legal term. But the you me saying, and I think I've used this example before. The cop pulls me over. He says, "Do you know why I'm why I'm pulling you over, sir?" And I say, "Yeah, because I just killed my wife." So then he charges me with murder, right? Because I've admitted that I've killed my wife. But that's not, that doesn't get, that's not accurate. Like he can't charge me with murder. He can't charge you with going through the stop sign if he can't prove that you went through the stop sign. You saying I went through the stop sign three miles back. Suppose you had gone to the stop sign three miles back and then he sees you a mile, you know, ago. And then now you're admitting to something he never even saw. So to me, he's still got to establish that crime before he can say, I saw him drift through the stop sign. And when I pulled him over, he admitted to going through the stop sign. Okay, now, but he's established that there was a violation. Right. Uh, and and maybe I'm getting hyper-technical. If, you, if I say, yeah, I, I didn't use my blinker or my taillights out, and my taillights not out, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it clicks on and off or it's, it's glitchy. Sometimes it works. I just feel like under no circumstances should you ever help a cop investigate something against you. And I feel like saying that is helping him. I agree. I, I would just say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you pulled me over. Right. Even if, even if I was going down the road at 90 miles an hour and I pass the cop and I see him and I know why he's pulling me over, I still would probably say, I don't know. He still has to establish that I was speeding, though. If if he doesn't have radar, like a state trooper, he has to establish that I was speeding. If I say, yeah, I was speeding, he can't be like, okay, I'm writing you a ticket for speeding. He has to establish how fast I was well, going. Wait, so here's the problem. Here's the disconnect I think we're having here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. As an attorney, he can't do that. That statement is troubling to me because as an attorney, yes, he can't do that. But as a cop, yes, he can do that. Right. Can he write me? He, I, I'm wailing down the road, and he goes, "Wow, that guy looks like he's going fast." Right. And then he pulls me over, and he, and I say, "Yeah, I, I guess I was speeding, or I was speeding." Right. Yeah, I was he's going fifteen. That's a twenty-five. He's going to write a ticket for going fifteen or twenty-five, but then I'm going to plead not guilty when I get there. How's he going to prove I was going fifty? Right. So, so I'm saying like, and, and maybe I'm turning this into like a, a street court instead of an actual in the court. I'm saying in the, in the, in the, like when you're on the scene and you get pulled over and you admit to that, you're immediately getting a ticket where if you don't admit to it, you might, might raise a little bit more doubt in the cop that he didn't establish enough probable cause to write that ticket. Maybe he'll let you go with a warning. But if you tell that cop, yes, I was going 50 or yes, I was speeding. You're getting a ticket. You're not getting a warning. That's that's an interesting it's an interesting argument. <laughs> I, I think I think you're coming at it from a different angle than I'm coming. At. I'm Probably. coming at it as as the cop saw a legitimate vehicle code violation and he pulls you over. Okay. I think you're coming at it from the angle that cops just pulling you over to pull you over. So he can look in your car and see if you're up to anything. So I mean, you that's always by. how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm coming at it like, okay, I, I went through the stop sign. He saw me go through the stop sign. I know I went through the stop sign. So he's pulling me over. He has a basis to pull me over. I think you're saying, well, he really had no basis to begin with. But when I say, oh, I went through that stop sign, now he has a basis all of a sudden. But I think that's, 
that's a risky police work to just pull somebody over and hope they're going to admit to a crime. Well, when you pull them over, I, I think even if they have, I, I don't, I don't know. I think if they have a, a, an actual violation that they, they maybe even they witnessed. I just believe that as soon as that recording gets played back in court of you saying yes, I was speeding, that's damning evidence against you. I don't think it helps you, but I think <laughs> I think at that point you're already. I think the cop already has enough, whether you admit to it or not. I think he already has enough, right? To to find you guilty of the violation, because he's going to say I was sitting by the the stop sign off to the side, and this black car came by. He slowed down a little bit, never stopped, went right through the the stop sign. So I, you know, I, I pulled him over and I said, hey, you went through that stop sign. And he said, yeah, I know. I, I didn't stop. Right. I figured whether you say that or not, you're going to get convicted. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't. I, I mean, you're probably you're right. right. So, so then what, what is your understanding of the reason that in California police can no longer ask you that? That's, that's what was my original thought. I wasn't sure what they're trying to prevent. And we watched, I, I watched a YouTube video or something explaining it, the law a little bit. And there was a guy, I don't know if you watched the same video I watched, but there was a, a guy and he was African-American and he was saying, well, the police just pull over, you know, the blacks or Hispanics, or they just profile and pull them over willy nilly. And then when they say, do you know why I pulled you over? They're now hoping to get some sort of basis for the stop. But even that, I, I have trouble following that legally do you, or logically. What, what do you think they're trying to prevent? Because obviously I think, they're trying to prevent something that they don't think is either I, fair or I, I think or it's legal. almost a violation of your rights. I think... I think because you have a right to remain silent, if you approach me before you tell me why you're stopping me and ask me why you're stopping me, I, I think that you're almost, and I don't, I guess I don't have a full understanding of how pleading the fifth works, but I almost feel like you're violating my, my fifth amendment right to remain silent without informing me that the answer I'm about to give you is going to be legally held against me, potentially. That's yeah. And when you say Fifth Amendment rights, it, it remains silent, right? But that comes in when you're under arrest. So once you're under arrest, you get your Miranda rights, right? Like when they when somebody pulls you over for a traffic ticket, they don't give you Miranda rights. They don't walk up to the car and say, "Sir, just want to let you know you have the right to remain silent. Anything you right. say, right?" And, and I get that because it doesn't. It's not ap applicable. You still don't have to I disagree. Say I, I think they apply. You say no, it's not no, applicable. It's, I mean, look, legally, sure, but in reality, anything you say, that cop is going to hold against you and, and later say that, in court. That's that's true. I, I I agree. I agree with that. But you're kind of saying he almost has the right to tell you that. Before he asks you, he doesn't even know if a crime has been committed. I think, look, I think it's on. And we're, and we're really talking about traffic. It, it becomes even, even less, to me, it becomes even less important when you're talking about a traffic ticket. Look, I agree, but the, I, I think it's a problem. I think the first thing any cop should ever say to you when they approach you after saying hello and stating their name <laughs> and badge number and department. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I think the first thing they should say to you is the reason for the stop because you're interrupting my life. You're interrupting my day. So the first thing out of your mouth should be why you're doing that. I agree. Look, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think it's kind of like you said, I'm driving down the road. He's pulling me over. Okay. Now, He's delaying me from getting where I'm going and he's interrupting my day and he's interrupting with my freedom of movement, exactly. my constitutional rights. And then for him to say, well, you know why I'm, you know, interrupting your constitutional rights? Do you know why? I think that's a little offensive. Yeah, it's kind of arrogant, right? <laughs> I think it's kind of arrogant, but I don't know that it's. 
I, I don't know that we need a law to stop him from doing that. I mean, why don't we have a law that says that he has to come up and say, just want to let you know, you don't have to answer any of my questions if you don't want to. And you don't have to let me search your car if you don't want to. And then let's start this traffic stop now. I get it. Police don't promote your rights. I understand that. <laughs> but you're wasting my time. You're stopping me. The first words out of your mouth should be some kind of cause as to why I'm being stopped. Why are you interrupting my life? It's right, funny. Have you, have you read me. through any of the comments on this video? No. I think we no, should link it in the description. But look. One of the, right, one of the comments, <laughs> it's amazing that these badged criminals have been allowed to set people up with the do you know crap until now. <laughs> They're not, it's just like, it's not like blanket, like all cops are not criminals. All cops are not bad. In fact, most cops are good people. It's just these badged criminals. Right. Like, come all on, right. man, what are you doing? <laughs> well, that's, and I think that's kind of where this came from. And the, we're talking about California. Yeah, everybody's repressed in California, right? It's everybody's a victim out there. So they have to do this because everybody feels as though they're being discriminated against and they're being victimized. So we don't want the police victimizing people. And I, I agree with that. We really, the police should be upholding the law, they shouldn't be just going out of their way to harass people. And they, I think they said even in California, was it in the video where the, the bulk of the people who are pulled over by the police are Hispanic, which I thought was I did somewhat, see that, yeah. It, it was somewhat interesting. I don't know how they know that, how how they- Well, they yeah, I mean, track. wouldn't that be like racial profile? Like just the fact that, I, I don't know, I guess that you're ticking that off on a ticket, like Hispanic, white, black, you know, I don't know. Right. And I hate and those I don't, boxes. I, yeah, and they, I, they keep, I don't know how they keep, track you know they they he was hispanic and i pulled him over and i wrote him a ticket i i don't know so i mean maybe more hispanics are bad drivers <laughs> so does i would it mean assume that, that they're, they're targeting hispanics right. because it, most hispanics okay i don't want to say most but i would say a lot of hispanics that you come across are probably illegal <laughs> did you see how i got quiet I, <laughs> yeah i mean look I don't know, it's true i mean like look i, I believe there's a lot of illegal people probably aliens driving around yeah doing you know and that's probably why they get targeted and it's unfortunate and it shouldn't but happen but it does all right so i'm gonna i'm now i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon so they <laughs> so they think okay they see they say a couple of Hispanics in a car driving down the road and they pull them over because they think they're illegals suppose they're illegals what's a cop gonna do yeah, I mean, he's gonna be like, know. okay, sorry, you know, be on your way. He's not gonna call, you know, ICE and have these people deported. No, but if they're illegal, then they don't have a license. But they don't deport anybody in California. Yeah, <laughs> sanctuary <laughs> state. Yeah. You know, so the, I don't think they're doing it because they're trying to cut down on immigration. No, no, they're doing it to meet a quota or make more money for their state or something. I, I, I yeah, it, it it's kind of. I, I was kind of surprised that the Hispanics and then I think African Americans were probably second. And then, you know, I don't know if they do whites or if they do Asians. I don't I'll know how they, no, no, how, they break it, <laughs> how they break it. How they break it down. <laughs> right. See, I got restraint, Carl. <laughs> I know where you're going. I'm I just know every time I go to this one market, there's a lot of bad drivers around it. <laughs> you could also, you could, you could make the same argument to, I pull over, look, young people, probably are not as good drivers as older people. When I say older, I know I'm not talking experience. about 90. We'll say experienced drivers. Experience. Yeah, experience. So somebody who's <laughs> 17 or 18 has only been driving for a year or so. So I, I can see yeah, a scenario where they're pulling over young people. Sure. Because they're most likely, yeah, okay, they're, they're young. They but I don't think anybody's ever complained over age discrimination. That, right. that doesn't make a headline. That's that's exactly the point. Like they don't they don't wouldn't complain over that, or if they're if they're po- pulling over people because I saw some blue haired lady driving down the street, so <laughs> I'm just gonna pull her. I'm gonna profile and pull her over just to make sure she can 
Oh, blue hair. She must be unstable. We need to stop her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, and as I said, I think, I think I come at this from a, a different position. I generally don't believe, look, are there some bad cops? Yes. But I, I don't think that cops just pull people over to pull people over. Do some, I yes. Do. Some, some high crime areas, probably some. Oh, gang I think areas. they do. You think around here in the suburbs? I think I just, got pulled over just to be pulled over. Really? Yeah, drive a black or white car. Why else would I get pulled no, over? Yeah, that that's probably, and then that, that's your your case that we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about. We have a podcast coming up on that. We'll come back to that. <laughs> I, I'm sure that is why you got pulled over, but your car kind of stood out. Doesn't matter. It's a legal car yeah. to have. Who cares if it stands out? I, I agree. Like a Ferrari stands out, a Lamborghini stands out, but they're not going to okay. get targeted like I am. They're probably going to be left alone just because the cops think they're they're wealthy enough to fight them. Could be. <laughs> or maybe maybe you see some if you see some young kid driving around a Lamborghini, maybe you think, well, maybe he stole that. Why? Why is a twenty-two-year-old kid driving around in a three hundred thousand-dollar car? Eh. Suppose is that a legitimate reason to pull somebody over? No, not unless that plate hits for stolen. No, no. that's. I, I agree, but it lo- it might look a little suspicious. Oh, there's a there's a twenty-year-old kid driving in a very very expensive car around. Maybe maybe he's not legit. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to dive into my story, but I do want to ask you one question. If you think my, it's, you know, because I have a black and white car, which now I have logos on it for my business, but and I did then, but I have different ones now that are better. If my car was a solid color, you think you would have bothered me? The cop? Yeah. No. No, I don't think so either. And it, it just so happened, and I don't. I don't know what we've talked about or not talked about. When I, I think we did, or we're going to do a whole podcast on your incident but yes. just touch on it you bought an old black and white suv that used to be a cop car correct and you got pulled over by a cop driving a black and white suv right yes <laughs> it was an suv that, that pulled you over so i think part of the problem too is the the area you were in because not all not all departments have black and whites right I, I think it was just unusual that since your car looked an awful lot like their cars, that it, that attracted attention. Sure, so I, was, I agree, but unusual is not illegal. No, no, and if it was a solid color, I agree with you. If, if it was solid black or solid navy or whatever, I don't think you would have been pulled over. Right, right. And we won't get into all the... Why he pulled you over? Yeah, yeah, no, no. We'll leave that for the podcast. Uh, to circle back around to this, somebody else left a comment on here and said, in parentheses, "Do you know why I'm pulling you over?" Equals, would you like to incriminate yourself? And I agree with that. That's my argument as well. You know why I'm why pulling you they, over? Oh, because the car is full they, of smoke and I was smoking yeah. weed. Because <laughs> of all that cocaine I have in the trunk. Yeah, is you that know what I'm saying? Because the girl I have tied up in the trunk. <laughs> but how stupid are people? Carl, come on. You ever watch Cops? Nine times out of ten, the people on that show put themselves in jail. I guarantee you at least at least 75% of the people on that show would get away with it if they just didn't talk. I I I tend to agree, but it's not that hard to say no, I don't. Yeah, but no idea why you're pulling me over. People, you gotta understand, you gotta look into the psychology of being pulled over. What is the psychology? What are the thoughts going through someone's head? Nine times out of 10, it's my belief that the thoughts going through their head is what can I say to appease this officer to not get a ticket? Okay, so I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to go along with him. They're not thinking defense. They're thinking, oh, well, if I say something that this cop doesn't like, I'm going to get a ticket. He's not going to like me. You know what I'm saying? So so the answer is just to admit to a crime. <laughs> that's a better strategy. I, is- I think that's the psychology of being pulled over. Not necessarily admit to a crime, but sound like you're in agreement to a degree with the cop rather than in disagreement. I, I, I think that's psychologically, I think that might be a good idea is maybe we'll try to find some common ground or maybe if you admit to it. They'll go easy on you. They always say, "Oh, just tell me what happened, and we'll go easy on you." Um, 
who was the guy? Was it George Washington that chopped down the cherry tree and, and they made <laughs> he admitted to it? So <laughs> I, I guess good things happened to him. He became <laughs> president. <laughs> so maybe it's like that. It's, it's maybe it's honesty is the best policy. Well, and, I, it's, that's the problem is that you're raised. Well, I don't I want to say the problem, but in this scenario, the problem is, is that you're raised to say th- that honesty is the best policy. But when it comes to police and you being the target of a police officer, silence is the best policy. I agree. I agree. I think it's silence is always better than trying to talk yourself out of something. Right. They pulled you over, whether they pulled you over because they wanted to do further investigation or they pulled you over just because you had a taillight out, then yes, just, I, I wouldn't say anything. You said, no, I, I, I don't. I don't know why you pulled me over. Yeah, but most people wouldn't do that. Most people are going to, they're going to cop to it. I think the average person is going to cop to it. They're going to say it. And, and admit, and somebody, I don't know if you were saying it was one of the comments, they were talking about entrapment. That oh, I brought that thought, up. Did you bring up an entrapment? Yeah, before we started, I was, I, and I'm, I brought it up from a lack of understanding of exactly what entrapment was, but I thought that the question in it of itself would create a scenario for entrapment. And I was wrong about that. But yes, yeah, I did bring yeah. up entrapment. Yeah, because we had, we had talked about, and I think some of the comments may have said entrapment. Everybody likes to say, oh, it's entrapment, it's entrapment. Entrapment's a pretty high burden of proof. Entrapment's a defense to a crime. So you kind of start with the fact that, yes, you committed the crime, but that you have a defense to the crime because that that. You know, you were entrapped by by law enforcement because you otherwise wouldn't have committed the crime, right? Right, and you have to have a pretty much a clear conscience. It people think if you were going to do something anyway, or if you have an, an an intent to commit a crime, and the police just don't do anything about it, that's not entrapment. I mean, I can give you the example that I gave you earlier, if you'd like. Yeah, you give me that example, and I, I had a question about that. So, All right, let I, me go through this example real quick. So when I was younger, when I was like 22 or something, I was driving in New York. I got pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt. It was something that they could pull you over for there. I don't think they do that in PA, but they did there. Got a ticket. I paid the ticket. Three months later, I'm working. I'm delivering pizza. I get pulled over, and a cop says, your, your driver's license is suspended. It's for this ticket that you have in New York. I'm like, no, 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 no. I paid that ticket, but... And it turned out, make a long story short, New York never told Pennsylvania that I paid the ticket. So even though it was paid in New York, Pennsylvania thought it wasn't paid. So my license got suspended without me even knowing it. This cop pulls me over. Here's the story. And after he gives me the ticket and he says, look, just bring what you're saying. Just bring the, the ticket that you paid from New York. Just bring it to court and we'll take care of it. And before he left, he said, I'm not going to have your tar- car towed. You are on a suspended license, but I'm going to leave. What you do after that's up to you. Now, if I were to drive away, he's basically silently saying, look, go about your day. I'm not going to bother you. But if I were to drive off right then and there and get pulled over by that cop for driving off, that would be directly entrapment, right? I don't think it would. Is this what we, I think this is what we talked about. Yeah, this is the debate that we had. Yeah. He's not telling you you can drive. He's not saying... Look, you're allowed to drive. Just get back in your car, drive home. It's not a problem because uh, we're going to get this worked out with New York. I think that's entrapment because then you say you're relying on what he's telling you that, look, it's not it's not a violation. So you get back in the car, you drive off. I think that's entrapment. If he says, hey, what, what do you say? Um, I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go that way. And <laughs> What you do after that is up to you. <laughs> See, I don't think that's entrapment. I don't think that, I don't think he's telling you. I get that he's hinting. He's indirectly telling you. He's just not using the words to directly say it. Well, if he, look, if he came back and pulled you over, that would be pretty shitty. Yeah. I don't think it would be entrapment. I was using my, before we move from your question, though. The, the second time when you were driving in Pennsylvania, what did they pull you over for? Um, 
Oh, that's a good question. I I think I think it was for suspended license. I think they just ran my plate or something. That's what I was going to ask. Like, how did? Because you had said they pulled you over for suspended license, and I was like, how would they know that? Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was for suspended license. Really? That's that I find even more surprising. Yeah, but they they have those, you know, um, ALPRs, automatic license plate readers. You drive past them, it pings your plate. You're under suspension. You know, isn't that isn't that probable cause for them to stop you that the driver is potentially under suspension? Well, how do they know who's driving? I mean, that was always my argument too. I've always wondered that as well. But is, it, is I, it more likely than not that I'm the person driving I, the car is under suspension? I don't think I, I don't I don't think that's legit <laughs> at all. And I, I don't know how these automatic license plate readers. So they read my I know they have them and I don't I'm not smart enough. To yeah, they're, they're, they're little black do. boxes that sit on the, either the roof or the trunk of the car. And as you drive past them, it scans your plate and instantly runs it through the system. And if it finds a plate that has bad registration, bad insurance, suspended driver, stolen, it'll ping right up on their computer and they'll come right after you. So they would know if I, whether I had insurance or not just from running my plate. I could be wrong about the insurance, but registration I, I, for sure. Well, registration goes by your license plate. I think. Right, right. I could right. be wrong about the insurance. Absolutely, yeah, but don't. but wanted and your license. How would they know? Well, like what your license? Well, if I'm driving my wife's car, they ping her license plate, right? And it says, "Oh, Lisa doesn't have a, a driver's license." Right. All they do is they see the car go by and they ping the plate and they go, okay, the, the person who owns that vehicle doesn't have a driver's license. You know, Carl, you're kind of breaking my story down here a little bit. All right. <laughs> no, I was just curious. I feel like I'm on the stand right now and maybe my memory is a little fuzzy. So, you know what? Let's just yeah. admit to it. I, I don't quite remember, but I believed it was because I was under suspension. Maybe yeah, it would have been for window thinking, tint. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking you committed some violation. You just kind of leave that out of the I don't story. recall because, but what I can tell you about that is when I went to court, the, uh, I didn't have like, I, I had all the paperwork. I showed it to the cop and the cop was like, listen, you were driving under suspension. No matter what, you were still driving under suspension. So you either need to plead guilty to this or we're going to have a trial. So I went out to the lobby and he basically told me I have five minutes to decide. I went out to the lobby and I'm, I'm like freaking out. And like this, and this is like one of those moments that were great for me in the district court out in the lobby. There was another officer sitting, you know, waiting for whatever he was waiting for. And he looked at me, he's like, what's going on, man? And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, listen, man, I paid this ticket. I got suspended. I should have never been suspended. I'm not suspended now that it got fixed and corrected. And this officer walked me back into the judge with the other cop and said, listen, I think this was a pen dot error. I don't think he was driving intentionally on suspension. And the cop dropped wow. the ticket and they, and, and the judge dropped the ticket. They let me go. And I'm forever grateful that that cop did that for me because it was either I had to accept an automatic six month suspension or oh, I had yeah, to go, yeah. go to a trial and potentially get a year suspension when I literally did nothing wrong. I was driving unaware that I was suspended because I paid the ticket that I was suspended for. So I ended up getting, it all got dropped. And the reason that I say I got pulled over for the suspension is because that was the only thing I had to fight that day. Right. That's the only thing they wrote you for. Right. So I don't know if they pulled me for something else and just let that go and went after this, or if this was the only thing I don't, I don't recall, but I believed it was only the suspension. And were the cops in the same department? Uh, they same. were in the same district court. I don't know if they're in the same right. department. I, he wasn't. He wasn't even uniformed. He was like more of a detective. Really? Because some, some some district courts cover different departments. Like right. Whatever here, the one the one I live in covers Upper Gwinnett and um, Lower Gwinnett. So right. There's two different police departments. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see if it was the same department or not. But that was pretty nice of him. Bro, that officer saved me because I was going to be suspended for something I didn't do. And the fact that he told the judge, look, this is a PennDOT error. And I had all the paperwork to prove it. And PennDOT, right, PennDOT screws up stuff all the time. Right. Maybe the judge would have said, uh, if, he, if you had said, you know, told your story to the judge, maybe the judge would have said, hey... You know, some sometimes judges have to get involved in these things. Right. Some cops are heavy handed and they're they're gonna write a ticket and they're gonna tell you either plead guilty to it or or not. The judge should listen and say, Hey, it sounds as though 
this kid paid the ticket. He he did the right thing. He was driving. He didn't know it was suspended. I'm not going to find him guilty of this. Right. And that's essentially that's what happened after that other officer stepped in. Cause he saw me so like disgruntled in the lobby. Like, I don't know what to do because I'm getting a suspension no matter what for something I'd ever even did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, ignorance of the law is not a defense. So, but how would you know your, your license was under suspension? You probably, you probably wouldn't know that. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's interesting. And the same day, like I went home and I had New York email the paperwork over to Pennsylvania to PennDOT and also email me a copy and, and letting them know that this ticket was paid. Like, I think it was like two days after I actually received the ticket, which at this point was maybe four or five months ago. So I brought right. all that into court and I showed it to them and my license was reinstated. My suspension was reversed. Uh, I still had to pay a reinstatement fee, which I still think they should pay me back. But, <laughs> but I had all of this evidence that all of this got fixed and reversed. But I guess at the end of the day to the cop, I was still driving on a suspended license, regardless of why. All he's got to show is, is a copy of your driving record. And when you, when you get your driving record, it will say the status of your license right there at the top. So it'll say suspended and it'll say why it's suspended. So all the cop does under that circumstance, he comes in with the certified copy of your driving record and he goes, here's, here's the driving record. It says he's suspended and it says he's been suspended for the last month. And I pulled him over last week. That's his whole case. It's a pretty simple case. And what are you going to argue that PennDOT records are wrong? Right. Which, which they, probably you know they were in your case yeah but nine times out of ten they're probably not wrong most of the time they're not this was a very unique situation because i i had no idea like i literally paid that ticket like within two or three days and, and they just cop they just never told pa that's what that cop shouldn't have Push that he should have exercised some discretion and said, "Hey, yeah, what you're telling me makes sense. I'm looking at it here. It looks like it was paid. I I'm going to withdraw the ticket. Like, what's right. what's the harm?" Right? I agree. <laughs> you know, and and I will say, like, look, even though the cop was pushing that, he wasn't a jerk to me, but he did put me in like a position I didn't want to be in. But he wasn't yeah. arrogant, you know. Yeah, because driving with a suspended license, you get another suspension. Right, and yeah, that was the big problem. At the time, I was a delivery driver, so that meant my job was out the window. Sure. So, yeah, I was really stressing about it, which I was yeah. going to keep delivering anyway, but... <laughs> you were continue to drive with a suspension? I'll be a habitual suspension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> habitual you offender. Another, you become a habitual... Yeah, you keep, keep racking them up, and that, that's what happens. You get... A suspension, and then you drive, and you get another suspension, and these PennDOT things can become a nightmare where you just, one is on top of the other, and it's on top of the other, and it takes, it's it's very tough to deal with PennDOT. It's very tough to get these things unraveled. Oh, it's a nightmare. The amount of machines that you have to talk to just to get a human, and when you do get a human, it's always the wrong department. <laughs> right. And they never call you back. Never. Old for, for hours and hours and hours. That's why... You know, people, you can't, you know, you can't get jammed up in this stuff. If you get a ticket, you got to respond to it because failure to respond, you get a suspension. They suspend your license if you don't respond to a ticket. Right. And then you end up driving and while you're driving, you're under suspension. So you get charged with that. It becomes a whole snowball effect and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I know people that their licenses are so screwed up. Because either they ignore stuff or they just don't, you know, they don't take the effort to get it unraveled and they keep driving and that's what happens. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's just like a snowball effect. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And I think a lot of that happens in the system. You know, I, we could do a whole podcast on that, like probations, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and well, DUIs come with suspensions too, you know, do, do you, if you get a DUI, you get a license suspension and it could be, depends on how long it's for. If you get a refusal, it's a one year suspension. But what a lot of people don't, they say, oh, I got a 60 day suspension because I got ARD 
And so 60 days goes by and they go, oh, okay, my, my suspension's up and they start driving. But what they don't realize is it doesn't, your license doesn't come back automatically and it doesn't get renewed automatically. Right. You have to reinstate it. Yeah, you have to do that whole restoration thing. You right. get a letter and that, you know, here's what you need to restore your driving privileges. You have to send us proof of privileges. Insurance. Come on. You got to spend, you know, <laughs> it's always more money, right? You got to spend a fee. But people think it's like a jail sentence or something. Oh, I'm on probation for 60 days. So I did my 60 days. It's now expired. Now I can drive again. Yes. They're very unclear about and, that. Yeah. And I tell people, don't drive after the 60 days until you get something back from PennDOT that says that you're able to drive because people just go and they drive and then and same problem. Now you're driving under suspended license, DUI related, which is even more serious. Right. Because the underlying offense was a DUI. Right. And then it gets progressively, progressively worse. And I, I've had a lot of those cases where people just don't reinstate their licenses and they drive around for a year. They don't even realize it. They get pulled over and they're like, oh, my license is suspended. How would you know? Like, how often do you check your license status? Yeah. I, I, look, as long as the license is in my pocket, I'm believing that it's good. <laughs> I, 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 I never, I tell my clients, you can go like a fast tags place. I think you can even go online now on PennDOT and just do it on, on. But I used to go to the fast tags place, tell my client, go down there, tell me you want a uh, driving history. You know, I think they do a 10 year or a lifetime. Print them out. They, I don't know what they charge you, 20 bucks to do it. And it'll tell you right there. It'll tell you all your, whether you have points on your license, whether your license is active or not active, whether your whole history with, with PennDOT violations. Right. Which becomes another thing, and I, I don't know why this just it really has nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> when people, you know, people maybe get a DUI or something, and then after they say they do ARD, which is not a conviction, so you complete the ARD program and then you expunge your criminal record. The DUI will still show up on your PennDOT record, mm. which, which a lot of people don't necessarily uh, expunge to me. I thought, man, like it's just right. it, like it didn't yeah, happen. Expunge all the criminal, like the arrest record will go away. The DA's record goes away. But if you pull your driving record, it'll say on there conviction, DUI, whatever. I forget what the section 380 something or another one. It'll say on there that your license was suspended for 60 days as a result of a DUI conviction. So it still kind of floats around out there. If you're applying for a job that wants to see, say, your driving record, if you, I don't know, you apply any FedEx or UPS, um, right? They, they're going to see that you had a prior DUI. Right, and that's going to affect your job ability. And when you did your... Um, I know you, you delivered for a pizza shop or something. Yes. Right? Yeah. At that time I was delivering pizza. Did they look at your driving record? No, but I remember after I got pulled over for that, I went back to my boss and said, look, I just got pulled over for this, but here's what's going on. And you know, it was like a mom and pop pizza shop. It was, you know, a foreign guy and he was like, okay, yeah. just don't get pulled over. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I just kept working. I would say, what kind of accent was that? What I don't know. It was just... <laughs> I think it would be an Italian pizza shop. <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't know what his accent was. I just it wasn't American and it was hard to understand, but he he didn't care if I drove or not. So see that now this is how we this is how we go down the rabbit hole, right? So what a he's, liability. He's got you, yeah, he's got you driving around delivering pizzas or whatever you're delivering within with a suspended license. Right. So you're driving, you're going to deliver pizza, uh, you hit somebody. You, you know, you, whether you hit a car, you hit a kid on a bicycle or something. Is, is that guy getting sued? Is the owner of the business? I mean, you're operating, I mean, you're working for him at the time. Right. He's going to, you know, he's going to argue, well, you're an independent contractor. I don't have any control over you. Right. Um, but I think, 
I can play I this one out for you. I, I got a story. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. I think I think he's got an obligation. Well, he he. I know he's got an obligation to make sure you have a valid license and in insurance. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. So I do have a similar story. It's it's so far. I could podcast just my stories in life, but. <laughs> so later on, I was delivering for a different pizza company, right? And I, I was pulling up to the house and in the driveway, I pulled into the driveway, I gave them their pizza. And then as I was backing out, I ran over this, this white pipe that was sticking out of like the, not the middle of the driveway, but off to the side, in between the side and the middle. I ran it over and I destroyed this pipe. And apparently it was like their, their vent pipe for like their septic tank or something. I don't know. It caused a whole bunch of damage, right? Mm. The pipe for me, like it was just bent. That's all I saw. But the, the damage going down to the ground was significant. And I called my pizza shop owner and I said, look, I just hit this pipe and I'm working for you. So I think your insurance is supposed to cover this. <laughs> and he fought me tooth and nail oh, telling me that, yeah. no, you're the driver. It's got to be your insurance. I say, yeah, but I'm employed by you. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be here. So I think you're supposed to do this. So he gets his lawyer on the phone, starts talking to his lawyer, ultimately ended up going through my car insurance. I think, yeah, I think that's the right answer. And I, I, did you tell this story when we had Dave on the podcast talking about did I? the Maybe. auto? I don't know. I feel like when we had Dave on, he did the auto insurance podcast. So you, if listeners should go listen to that one. Uh, I feel like you told that story to him and he gave his take on it. Yeah, I might have. I, I don't remember. Yeah, because it's your vehicle, and again, I'm not the expert on this. It, it gets very convoluted, but you are driving for a business, but you're not driving a business vehicle. You're you're an independent contractor, so you don't you're not an employee of the business. So I think it probably is your auto insurance. It's like Uber, right? And, and I'm not sure exactly how Uber works in terms of insurance, but Uber, if you pick me up and you're driving for Uber and you get in a car accident, does Uber have insurance that covers that? Or is it just you? I don't know. That's a great question. I, I don't, I don't, you've never driven for Uber or Lyft? Nah. See, I don't know if they have If I pulled up to pick people up for Uber or Lyft, they wouldn't answer their door with my car. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get another car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't know. I, I've never driven. I don't know. I don't know much about it. But uh, when you apply to drive for Uber, which I think you have to apply, they do. They do. You have to have a certain amount of insurance. Oh, you know, I've driven for uh, DoorDash. Yeah, do and I know DoorDash. A, like you have to, you have to show proof of insurance. Does it have to be in certain limits or you don't know? No, I don't know. Cause I know I, I get the I, one I that you, you would frown upon. So <laughs> I know you don't have the big, the big limits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm paranoid. So I, I I'm overinsured on everything, but yeah. that's, that's just me. <laughs> well, look, I wanted to, so we're coming up on 48 minutes here. You didn't think we could fill an hour, which we always do every time, but I had, mm. I had two other things that I wanted to mention. Um, one of the things relating to whether the cops can ask you, do you know why I'm stopping you? Uh, what, what exactly is your understanding of fishing? And I'm not talking about fishing rods and catching fish. I'm talking about when a cop fishes for a crime. Would that apply here in that question or no? I don't think so. Fishing, when you're saying they're just asking you questions to try to get you to well, like I, if, or, yeah like my understanding of fishing would be like okay if i'm if i'm walking home from work right and i walk across i don't know the walmart parking lot and a cop mm -hmm. comes up to me and says oh i don't know if walmart wants you here give me a minute i'm gonna go talk to the manager wouldn't that be fishing for a crime wouldn't the manager have to come up to them and say i don't want him here they couldn't go up to the manager and try and solicit that right Oh man, why did you ask this question? Like they can't, they can't, like, like what I'm saying is like a cop can't solicit a trespass. That has to be the owner of the decision, like uninterrupted by a cop. Well, okay. So now, you know, you know me with my analogies. So cops patrolling my neighborhood and he sees you climbing in a window on the side of the house. Uh, not the same as walking through a parking lot. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> you're you're entering my in that. Yeah, but your house is private. Walmart is public access. 
walking, I don't, yeah, I'm walking across the parking lot. So you're saying, is that trespassing? It's open to the public. Right. So it's not trespassing unless, unless Walmart, and, and I'm not targeting Walmart. I'm just using them as an example. Yeah, I know it, what you're saying. Walmart would have to say, I don't want that person on the property. A cop can't just see me walking through a parking lot and say, hmm, I might have a trespasser here. Let's go see if Walmart wants to trespass them. Yeah, I, I agree. And that, I don't that it, would be fishing, right? And well, you, you fishing is not a legal term. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I call it investigating. You call it fishing. Oh, there. okay. See, I thought there actually was a legal term for fishing, like fishing for a crime. Uh, well, I, I think you're Maybe soliciting a crime. I don't know. Or a crime. I don't think you get under that scenario. I don't think you you could have a trespass. That's what I'm saying, because Walmart has to ask you to leave before you can have right, a trespass. They, exactly. Right. They would they would have to say, because it's open to the public, they would have to say, this guy was making a ruckus, so we told him to leave, and, and now he's still out out in the parking lot. Then I think but 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 if the cop had showed up and then said went inside and says, Hey, do you want that guy out in the parking lot? And they go, No, I don't think you're trespassing. Well, no, I mean, look, I, I think the if a cop goes up to Walmart and says, hey, we stopped the guy in your parking lot. He was just walking through. We want to trespass him. Do you want him here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I think there's a problem there. Well, how about we touched on entrapment a little bit. How about you ever watch? Uh, I don't know. It's um, to catch a predator. Do you ever see that? Oh, stuff? yeah, they're great, man. Horrible when people, you, but great show. <laughs> Great show. I, don't, I think it, I heard it's coming back. So when, when you say fishing and we talk about entrapment and stuff, I think of something like that where somebody, the, the police are taking, somebody hits you up on, say, your Facebook messenger or something. It says, no, hey, you already got it wrong. I got to get it wrong already? Yeah, or? because the people that do it, they don't reach out to people. They wait until people reach out to them. But I think they're in like chat groups and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, they're, so they're a part people. of chat groups, just just like you're a part of Facebook. It, it it doesn't mean that they're targeting you. You know, they're just available, and somebody sees their profile and reaches out to them. Now look, I I had a case. You know, I look, we're fifty two minutes. So I got to be quick because we yeah, I got one more thing I want to get into. All right, you get get yours, and then we'll get. Uh, I'll do mine, maybe. But I I had the very similar thing where the police had a fake profile on, on Facebook. Okay. And they reached out to my client and sent a friend week, friend request, right? So okay. my um, uh, agreed the to police the had a request. fake account. Yeah. Po police account. on the fake account reached out to your client. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then they had this whole, the account was this woman who was gorgeous, right? And they had some shots at her oh i'm a dancer a bikini blah blah blah, blah all right blah. of course the enticing then, shots <laughs> yeah of course and then my client was kind of communicating oh i'd love to get together blah 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 long story short she starts saying she being the police starts saying oh i'd love to go i'd love to go out sometime but you know i hurt my my back in a car accident and you know my back's been killing me and my doctor's trying to get mm. me off Drugs, so, some perks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and the guy says, "Well, I have some. I think it was perks or oxy or whatever. I have some. I can bring them to you." He goes to bring them to her, and he gets arrested. And that's not entrapment. It was so. I think it was entrapment. Yeah. We know. I'm trying to think of what happened with the case. I was ready to try it because I'm like. You give me a couple of dudes on this jury. I witnessed oh, all stuff. day. Yeah, <laughs> well, I would have done anything to make her happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's the pictures of the girl that's the, you know hitting, and I forget. Ultimately, geez, my brain happened. I, I think it ended up going away, but I thought this is clearly entrapment, right? Fish, you know, you call it fishing. Oh, my back's hurt. I really now. She never said, "Do you have any oxys for me?" Right, but she but, but she indicated that. She indicated she led the that direction her, of the conversation there. Yeah, kind of. I think that's a trap, man. I don't think he would have delivered drugs, which is a felony, to her if she hadn't planted the seed, or if stuff. she was ugly. Or <laughs> 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 
Am I not supposed to say that? <laughs> the hot girl defense. I don't know. If that's- <laughs> like she was ugly. I wouldn't have gave her drugs. <laughs> yeah. But look at her. She's real hot. And then, you know, like, I would have done the same. <laughs> What's your other question? <laughs> Diverting. All right. I just wanted to know there was a story recently, and I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was in Philly where a car got a red light ticket for running a red light and the car that got the ticket was on the back of a tow truck. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So the tow truck ran the red light. The car on the flatbed is the one that the, pic- the, the camera took a picture of and got the plate. <laughs> oh, well that, that can't because you, you don't ticket vehicles, you ticket drivers. Like a car can't be, uh, can't be guilty of a vehicle code violation. What are you talking about? Well, you go down to Philly, you run a red light and they do a red light ticket on you. You're getting a ticket as the owner of the car, whether you're the driver or not. Does it take a picture of the driver? No, I don't think so. So if you take my car down to Philly and you just blow through red lights all the time. You're getting tickets, yes. I'm getting tickets? Yes. And if I show up and say I wasn't driving the car. Was it reported stolen? (laughs) I don't don't know. I I loaned it to a friend to prove that I was driving. Really? I don't have to look. That seems very strange to me. I mean, that's those red light tickets for you, man. They're they're. I, I thought it was like when you go through the tolls, you know, like when you go through Easy Pass, they take one of the plate and one of your face. Did you ever see that? It's, it's possible they might take one of your face, yeah. but I'm right. gonna do a red light camera one because I think that's a problem. I give you my car, well, you blow I can't. Red. I can't afford to keep being your your test dummy on these things. <laughs> 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 you want me to you want me to fight with cops you want me to blow through fire police barriers to see what they charge me with you want me to go through toll booths <laughs> you can deduct it as a business expense oh my <laughs> gosh yes but my record is is, is permanent <laughs> yeah I, I have to stay for the podcast i didn't represent you on that other one i don't that must have been before we met on or what something one? When you, oh yeah when you yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was that was probably right before we met, honestly, because yeah, it was when I was, was young, like first got my license, maybe within two years or so. Yeah, I don't, I don't want people to think I screwed that one up or I abandoned you, but I don't know. No, don't no, no. Carl, no, Carl was always taking care of me. Absolutely. <laughs> we, spend way, we spend way too much time fighting traffic tickets. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And they're always but dumb. Yeah. I've, I've only had like one moving violation where I like ran a stop sign, but. Well, I you didn't, know, I didn't you know, run it. I just I rolled through it. <laughs> we talked about due process last podcast, and I'm you know whether it's a traffic ticket or it's a murder offense. To me, it's the same big picture. They have to prove that you did something wrong, right? And just just saying, hey, you know, I'm giving you a ticket, blah blah blah. That doesn't that doesn't cut it in my book. Right, right. I don't know. I don't. So as far as the the um the red light cameras go i mean that's that's how that stuff works that's why you know dealing with parking authority in philly is such a headache or i don't know if it's parking authority but dealing with anything to do with tickets in your car in philly is such a pain so then they're going to put points on my license if I'm, if go, I'm not you know what you got the car? money go find out <laughs> <laughs> you know what? let me borrow your car, car for the weekend and we'll get the answer yeah. to this we're gonna go, we're gonna get out of Philly. We're gonna both put on ski masks and drive around. There so you go. Can't... I'm gonna fly down Roosevelt, and we'll we'll find out. Is that a, that's not illegal, right? If we wear if we wear ski masks when we're driving, so I don't see why it would be. They can't prove who can drive. All right, I think this is a this is gonna be no, a good. This is gonna you're be giving a the video wrong information here, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not advising anybody to do that, but I think it would be interesting. Right, I agree. Yeah, we'll put well, on I mean. Yeah. Like I still stand by. I think that that rule for California should be, you know, blanketed across the United States. I, I think that even if, uh, even if it, I, I think if you remove the question of do you know why I'm stopping you, it's going to remove the problem of people trying to get out of it right away and admitting to something and getting themselves incriminated. You know, I, I think if an officer comes up and says, "Look, I'm stopping you for running a red light," and if at that point you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I did run the red light," well, then that's on you. You know, and maybe you're maybe you're less defensive if you're I, I, if you're drunk and you're driving at home from the bar, and you see the the police lights behind you, and you oh shit, he he, he knows I'm drunk. He comes up and he goes, sir, I'm just let you know I'm pulling you over because your one uh, taillight's out. And, and then you're like, oh, 
all right, sorry about that. Give me a ticket and I'll be on my way. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> or you have to say, well, I thought you pulled me over because I was drunk and I'm leaving the bar and I was swerving. <laughs> <laughs> People would. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a, I, I like the rule. So I, 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 I think it should be everywhere, but I think we should probably wrap up the podcast here. You have any final thoughts on this? No, no, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. I don't think it's necessary that in closing you think it is. So we will agree to disagree. There you go. That's exactly right. Anyway, if you guys have any issues going on, custody, child support, divorce, alimony, wills, anything like that, you need some help with it. Give Carl a call. Shoot him an email, shoot him a text, uh, give him a phone call, whatever you need to do to get in touch with him, and we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. The information contained in this podcast is provided for general information purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice or advice for a specific case or legal matter. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as an agreement for legal representation. This podcast and parties do not represent you in your particular matter unless there's an express written representation agreement between you and this firm. If you're interested in obtaining legal services, head over to cnaplaw.com or call 215-268-6333 and schedule an appointment today. That's cnaplaw.com. 215-268-6333. For more high quality music like this, head over to bensounds.com.